The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy holidays from giftcards.com. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. Take a minute out and think for yourself what it would be like to go through life absolutely perfect, with no flaws, no blemishes. Every single thing you do is absolutely perfect. Well, you're looking at the man who was born with the sign of perfection that hangs over him, and the man who likes to take advantage of people, a man who likes to beat people at their own game. That's what I do the best. That's why I'm Mr. Perfect. <laughs> We're always laughing when we intro it. <laughs> That's sort of our charm. I quit the show. You can't quit. Perfect. so freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling episode 135 that was perfect perfect that's right it's been a long time coming we haven't done a focus episode on a wrestler in a really really long time so i was thinking to myself today like hey why don't we fucking do it again and we had the perfect selection for you the jp dub faithful i hope you're ready to dive into one kurt hennig aka mr Perfect, yeah! So now that people know that we don't prepare months at a time for these elaborate and intricate episodes, now they know we just like no, blow a fart in the morning and like, yeah, I missed Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I fucking fart out, belch out content all day long. I can smell it. Me too, I could smell <laughs> that gold. What do you expect me to do, prepare? Most of it's up here, guys! Most of it. It's true. Oh. Perfect. Not all yeah. of it. Perfect. Come on, Bodie, give me a perfect. Perfect. Before we tear into that, though, as always, thank you guys for tuning in, for downloading, for rating and reviewing us on oh. all podcasting platforms, even though y'all slacking ain't really doing shit, you bunch oh. of lazy messages. But at least you're sharing the show. We have noticed a little uptick. So please keep doing that. Uh, hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit like and subscribe and continue to share with your friends because we're going to have a really good time. Yes. Now let's get down to it. The subject matter for this week 
Kurt Hennig, aka Finally. Mr. Perfect. Finally, it's happened to me right in front of my face, and I just cannot hide it. No. Finally. That's, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, I was feeling it. All right. Anyways, Kurt Hennig, born March 28th, 1958, and he perished, unfortunately and untimely, on February 10th of 2003. The reason I picked him tonight, I think we can all agree he's one of our uh, favorite wrestlers. I know he's probably in my top, anywhere between top five and ten wrestlers of all time. And uh, we're going to kind of reflect on his career and, um, you know, go through you guys and see, share some experiences that you might have had with Mr. Perfect and trying to copy his fucking fisherman suplex, better known as the perfect plex. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to it. Mr. Perfect is the son of Larry, the ax Henning. And I said, Henning, not Henning, you know, you bastards just get it right. You know how many years I had to hear that shit mispronounced, <laughs> including myself doing it. Right. That is a wee little stupid kid. What a dumb shit I was, but now I'm smart and I'm smart. You dumb smart bastard. Shit smart, right there. Dumb bastard. You yeah, smart, Mark. <laughs> smart, Mark. <laughs> smart. Anyways, Mr. Perfect started his career <laughs> off <laughs> in the uh, the AWA before he was known as mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect. Like I said, he went by his original name. Um, he was known as Cool Kurt Henning. Ooh. Cool Kurt Henning. Cooler than not a cool name. Cooler than a fan. It's so bad, you know. Did you guys say Cool Kurt Henning? Cool Kurt Henning. What a great name. Cool Henning. Cool Kurt Henning. He also started his career in 1980. So we're talking yeah. a long fucking time ago, man. Yep. I was born in 1980, 80s. dude. I was born 1980. He yeah. started his career when I was born. Crazy. 40 there you go. years Date ago. yourself. Why not? Why he not? Who cares? Team champion, care. as we discussed on last yes, week's he was. episode with uh, one big Scott Hall. Hey, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My tag team partner, Chico. We won the belts. That's right. And he also, so he debuted here in the World Wrestling Federation to you younglings out there, the WWE, WWE. In 1981. So he was seen sporadically through from 81 to 83 in the World Wrestling, the World Wrestling Federation, the global <laughs> recognized leader in sports entertainment. WWF. Yeah, he was, uh, he feuded a little bit there for with uh, Playboy Buddy Rose for a little bit. And then he teamed with, I think, Eddie Gilbert towards the end of the first. That's year. right. You are correct. And then he returned to the AWA. He went back to the AWA where he actually won the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship of the American Wrestling Association, which I think he held. um, He had a record holding. I don't know how many days it was. Let me take a look here. Let me hit my cheat sheet. 12. 200 something. 200 something. 269. I don't know. It was a long fucking time. Anyway. (laughs) He beat Nick Bockwinkle for that, didn't he? 317. Clash. I just Googled it. It's 317 days. Did you just Google it? I'm fucking lying. Oh, I know. I think he's pretty fucking close, actually. Bitch, bastard. (laughs) Anyway, show every week. Always. We're not going to go super, super deep and in depth. You guys, you know. But that Nick Bockwinkle match was badass. Whatever. He he rang for a long time as champion in the AWA. Um, Enjoyed a, a nice tenure there before heading back to the World Wrestling Federation to become Mr. Perfect, the character Mr. Perfect. Uh, we all know he was a part of the Heenan, the Heenan family. He, uh, Bobby Heenan managed him throughout much of his career, and you know they 
kind of went back and forth with each other and all that good shit. Uh, the vignettes is something I want to touch on here real quick because when he was debuting, right, and he also, the for a while, he had this undefeated streak going on in WWF. We're talking before Goldberg, before Asuka, all that shit. Um, he would do these sports vignettes. I mean, whether it was playing pool, uh, football, uh, basketball, um, what else did he have, Bodie? He had all kinds of golf. Golf. I think soccer these, was one of them. Yeah, all these different vignettes. Hitting um, a home run. <laughs> yeah, knocking home runs out of the park. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Fucking throwing the football yeah. like 100 yards and then running and catching it himself. <laughs> the no-look shot over the head. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? Perfect. I just, dude, I remember as a kid, man, Um, it was <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I remember as a kid, those being so impactful, though. It's just like, yeah. wow, who the hell is this fucking <laughs> snobby-ass motherfucker, you know, with these vignettes, with all these famous sports stars? You know, you had like Wade Boggs and shit. Yep. Michael Jordan, which, I think. Michael Jordan. I thought he was in one of them. Maybe it was Larry Bird. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. JP Dub, where you get all your effects. <laughs> yeah, where you get fucking, where you need to start fact checking us, fucking Bodie. Fact checking. FAX. One of our main sponsors and the guy, the people that pay us is Google. So fucking Google it. Guys. Yeah, exactly. He gives yeah, us our. That's right. Mr. Google gives us our information. So y'all at him. Well, we, you know, we gave you a fucking uh, Wade Boggs. So there you go. Who would later <laughs> go on to induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame in like 2007 or so. Wade Boggs, yeah, yeah, Wade Boggs, right? Anyways, um, I don't know. Like you guys, uh, Sredden, you were watching back in that in that time, right? Nope. Mr. Perfect is my most imitated wrestler of my life. Like uh, moves, like I grew up watching it. And even when I got back into uh, WCW during the Nitro days and and NWO and all that shit, uh, even though Mr. Perfect didn't have a huge role, I still was doing Mr. Perfect's moves, uh, which meant which meant really just the uh, perfect plex. <laughs> Anytime I got a chance, I had perfect plex people. And uh, and then the two moves that I imitated the most is Raven's even flow, which is a regular DDT, but I did it into always into a couch to people. And then uh, yeah, the perfect plex, stay safe. So I thought Mr. Perfect was awesome. He's he was, I wasn't I was yeah I'm I my favorite superhero was Superman and all that shit. So my favorite guy was Hulk Hogan, and uh, so I'm 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 the uh, I'm the vanilla guy. So I would, didn't really like heels that much but mr perfect was my fucking guy mr perfect and bobby the brain yeah oh yeah dude and what a killer combination hell yeah i mean those peanut butter and jelly time yeah um back in those days like to have a guy come out like that and this and mind you he's coming off as you know awa world champion has this killer run they're fucking introducing him as this character mr perfect he's got this undefeated streak going on Mm -hmm. um he ends up winning the Intercontinental title, which I, I think he held a couple times. Um, and he's that's probably the title he's most well-known for. He he never had a world championship in WWE or WCW, and we'll get to WCW here in a little bit. But uh, he was just one of those guys that had to give you a little, like, backstory on him. There's a – he was a hell of an athlete. So, like, these over-exaggerated vignettes they were doing in the WWF, they were cool, they were funny – and, you know, they were meant to be like, well, I'm perfect and I can fucking do anything. But the truth behind the matter was that Kurt was a hell of a fucking athlete. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's he's almost got like this Bo Jackson lore to him. You know, I've heard many stories from guys talking about him back in the day, how he would he would go out just like Bo and fucking 
knock balls out of the park or whatever yep. they did. Ball 300-yard game or 300-point games. Yeah, so ridiculous. <laughs> I heard that I story, too. a bunch too. of beers with Andre and do some lines. <laughs> yeah, I heard he bowled a perfect game. Uh, yeah, he was schooling people on the court. The dude was a natural gifted athlete, and he played football, and that's what he wanted to do was mm-hmm. play ball until he hurt his knee. And uh, not a lot of people know that. They didn't talk wrestling in that house when he was growing up. His dad, his dad went to work, and when he came home, he separated work, wrestling, and life. So he wasn't around wrestling a lot when he was growing up. Uh, Larry the Axe Henning, he didn't push it on to Kurt Henning. Uh, Kurt just kind of, when he was rehabbing his knee is when he fell into wrestling because I think he was rehabbing with Vern Gagne. And his dad was like, wrestling, that's mine. Mine. <laughs> wrestling. wrestling. Uh, you know, wrestling? Also, I invented wrestling. The, <laughs> he's also part of that famous Minnesota fucking crew, man. Uh, yes. You know, we've talked about it a few times on this show. You, you, Rick Rudes, um, obviously Vern Gagne, Road Warriors. Mr. I do Perfect. have a question. So, so it, I think Mr. Perfect was one of the best uh, salesmen, se- sellers mm-hmm. in the game also. Oh, yeah. And his tag team partner, Scott Hall, also was one of the best. Uh, they didn't train in, the, train in the same spot, did they? I know you guys are just talking about it right now. but Scott right. Hall, well, yeah, I mean – Fucking going. I mean, when you went to the AWA, I mean, you went there and you trained with Vern Gagne, you know, and, and Scott was one of those guys. He was, just, you know, another one of them fucking. I believe he was a Minnesota dude. I but the, the Road Warriors so. weren't known for selling, right? They were just known for being really hard and really real big, real hard, real, real stiff. stiff. <laughs> Swing. Yeah, take a shot. <laughs> yeah, take if you guys back, didn't know, right? it's back. It's back. If you hear, uh, Real hard, real stiff. Uh, take a shot. Also, in this episode, if you hear us say "perfect," you got a drink. So yeah. yep. you were probably hammered ten minutes yep. ago. Exactly. <laughs> perfect. Yep. See, <laughs> happens. Perfect. Yeah, but the, those guys, you know, anybody that really went to the AWA had to go through Vern's camp and all that shit. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, and you know, we've said before, a lot, a lot of guys came from the AWA. Man, they. He had everything in the Lots. world going for him except for really direction and Vern not wanting to really expand so much. You know, right. he didn't have the fucking, I mean, I think he wanted to do national. Um, if I remember correctly, and once again, I could be wrong. I'm trying to pull it all from here, but uh, he didn't, I don't think he had the plans that Vince did as far as like global domination and marketing and all that. He was like comfortable with, you know, his own little niche if you wheel, mm-hmm. but anyways, all that aside, Mr. Perfect. He's so always in the WWF, right? He's fucking, he's got all this shit going for him, dude. He had great feuds with like Brutus, the barber beefcake, um, Bret Hart, Macho man, Randy Savage. Who'd you say? Bodie? Bret Hart. Bret Hart. I'm dude, one of those, my favorite feuds. You guys go anybody out there that has the WWE network or, or you could probably go on YouTube if they got the videos, but those guys, put on a technical wrestling clinic. Some mm-hmm. of the best fucking bouts you will ever see. And the reason why, you know, much like Steamboat and Savage and Mania 3, why the Intercontinental Belt is so prestigious, you know, in a, in a lot of fans' um, opinion, because it's, dude, it was made, that title was made by the workhorses of the company. And Mr. Perfect, dude, like in ring, the guy, you know, calling matches, calling shit on the fly, like, Really doesn't happen a lot today. Um, and just uh, actually shout to uh, Jeremy Tillema, ref Jeremy the ref told me today uh, 
that match, uh, one of the matches he had with Bret Hart where um, he tore his fucking, what was it, his singlet down? Yeah. Um, or tore it oh off or some shit, and Bret put it on him as the fucking, you know, kind of like fucking whatever it was, the, uh, the badge of like the changing I, of the guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he, he was like, Kurt called that in the ring. He's like, you know, you should fucking do this. Like, just a great mind for the business, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, as we do these focus episodes and shit, you know, we'll go down a little hole you might not want to go down through. Because, and, and this isn't in any timetable or any order, but, you know, perfect. Like a lot of those guys back in the day, because it was rock and roll. It was fuck. It was the rock and wrestling connection. Mm-hmm. You know, loved his, he liked his drugs. You know, loved he liked the party. His, liked it. We likes the party. Party. <laughs> then use the party. party. <laughs> Took a huge shit when I was on ecstasy. Um, But he liked his drugs, you know? <laughs> so, and that's part of what led to his untimely demise. But anyways, you know, moving a little bit forward in a more positive direction, so you got Mr. Perfect doing these awesome fucking matches, just cranking them out. And he became it to me as a little kid. He was synonymous with the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. You know, everything about him and that character, the fucking music today. Oh, like my God. I when I it. hear that, I mean, I get fucking chills. That Dude. And then the gum slap. He spits out the gum and slaps it with his hand. Best shit yes, ever. Exactly, dude. And throwing the towel. Yep, throwing the towel. You remember when he threw the towel and it landed on uh Hughes, Mr. Hughes's like shoulder ah, perfectly, yeah. dude. It was awesome. Like he was just like whoosh, and then whoop. I was like, that was great, dude. Yeah, so, Mr. Perfect. so fucking perfect. Perfect. Um, so you All know, right. stuff like that, and then and then he he gets hurt. You know, he has a back injury and he's trying to recover from that. And I remember as a kid, like for a long time, he was out. He was doing commentary, um, which he was also fucking amazing at. at, Yeah. Great color commentator. You know, he's one of those guys that would give his old manager, Bobby, the brain a run for his money. Reminded me of Jesse Ventura. Oh, yeah, for sure. And dude, Jesse is a guy who, I mean, back in the 80s, he fuck, dude. You want to even before we had Bobby on the color commentary and shit, Jesse was the man. Like, I don't care what anybody fucking says. Another Minnesota boy. He wants to establish a perimeter of fucking attack drones. (laughs) Attack drones. Yeah. I live in an undisclosed location somewhere in Mexico. (laughs) Nobody. Ain't got time to bleed. I I send all my messages through carrier pigeons. Uh, (laughs) That's how I I still keep in touch with Vince through carrier pigeons. True story. The Gulf of Tatankin was a... I don't know what I'm saying. Keep going, Juice. <laughs> Keep going, Juice. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, in his jacket, he would come out in too. He had it just had like the fucking, you know, Bobby the Brain always had like the what was it, the rhinestones or the diamonds. Yeah. He would have perfect on the back of his shit. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up managing. So he does this all. Ric Flair. There's this big controversy <clears throat> in the early '90s. He comes in the WWF, bringing at that time the nwa the big gold belt the wcw world heavyweight championship and you know you you think you're gonna get the at what was at that time the match of a fucking lifetime i mean for early 90s you want to talk about dream matches dude like flair versus hogan you know north versus fucking south that's what it was and fortunately they you know we never got it at mania like uh like we were supposed to but uh 
he had to go to the house show to see that shit or wait yep. till they went to WCW. Um, but he got involved in that. And I thought that was super fucking cool as a kid. I'm like, who, who better than who better? <laughs> Mr. Perfect and Bobby the brain to be associated with the nature boy coming in. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, obviously he ends up coming back and wrestling some matches uh, for WWF. Uh, I think he, he even got into a program with flair Yep. Um, loser leaves WWE match. That was yeah. on Raw. That was on. Yeah, Raw. and that's I think that's how Flair went out. Ever. Yeah, right. It was that was exactly how he went out. Was, that was Flair, right? Because yep. Flair yeah, dropped Flair. the belt, and then they had their problems. Yeah. From what I remember, it's all coming back. I think I think it was he was managing Flair, and then he Savage asked Perfect to be his partner at one of like Survivor Series or something like that, and he wasn't going to do it. And then he turned on Flair Did you say or something. Savage ass. Savage ass turns on Savage's ass. No, you t- and I think he, that's what it was. He teamed up with Savage, and then that was like his turn on Flair, and that was like his actual first baby face run in WWF. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll believe anything you say because you're the bruiser. Yeah, so. <laughs> I loved Mr. Perfect. How was he perceived as a baby face? He, oh, dude, huge people loved him. Uh, yeah, Crowd I mean, he was him. dude, he's he's one of those uh, characters that have that everlasting impact. You can't deny when you think of 80s wrestling, dude, Hulk Hogan, he's always there, right? Macho Man, he's always there, right? Mm-hmm. The power, and I've said it so many times on here, but I cannot reinforce to reinstate it enough, the power of those characters back in the day that you could say those two guys and then the all the villains that challenged them. Oh, yeah. All the characters were so fucking memorable <clears throat> where you're saying Andre or Iron Sheik or Mr. Perfect, yep. Rick Rude, even Brutus. Yeah, DiBiase. It goes on and on. He was a part of that. I don't The golden era, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I mean, maybe wrestling purists will talk about like the golden era is like some shit like with Gorgeous George and, you know, all that shit or George Hackenspin or something. But I mean, <laughs> like the 60s. Dude, that was fucking way, way yeah. early. Um, but to Ugh. me, that the 80s, you know, that was that was the golden era. And mm-hmm. when Vince was blowing up and all that was blowing up, yeah. I mean, you still had NWA that was going fucking strong. strong. Like I said, it was it was north and south or like northeast, you know, the New York territory, and it was expanding and taking over everything. Um, but yeah, man, he was he was totally well received on that. I as like a fan back then, I couldn't get enough Mr. Perfect. Whether it was good or bad, you know, true. And most of the time, he was associated with being the heel, so it was it was kind of something different. He was always the dick, you know. He was like <laughs> he was pompous ass. I mean, come on, tell me MJF hasn't studied a guy like fucking. Oh, Kurt you know he has, dude. You know he's studied Kurt Henning, Ric Flair, DiBiase, like just that. I know I'm that good, and that's what yeah. MJF says. You know, I'm better. I'm than better you, than you, know you and you, you know, know it. it. That's Come a Mr. On. Perfect line, dude. You know, that's, yeah. you know, some shit like that. And like, you know, he gets a little bit of the greedy, like silver spoon from DiBiase kind of thing. So, you know, we talk about Kurt Henning's impact now, nowadays, not only on the technical side of wrestling, but guys like MJF, their promos, their, you know, how big of a prick they can be. That was per- Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, prick ficked uh, back <laughs> in the day. You know, Mr. Perfect was that guy. Perfect. You know? Like I am, I, I'm, I'm perfect. perfect. You guys drunk yet? <laughs> you better be. <laughs> Just getting warmed up. Exactly. Of, uh, I'm 20 shots. Exceptionally good-looking pricks. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking Handsome. of pricks, I got a little something for y'all later. Pricks. But anyways, let's get back on to the subject matter here. No. no. So he goes through all that shit. Flair leaves, goes to WCW. Uh, Kurt wasn't far behind, maybe a year or two after. You know, WCW, this is a time where he, it's starting to blow up. They're, you know, Bischoff and them boys are pulling everybody that they can for the NWO and bringing them in. And uh, even before that, because I believe, so Henning comes in and there was supposed to be a storyline, something like where he was supposed to be a horseman. Yep. And he was doing some shit with Flair and all that. And, you know, and they go back and talk about the lineage and they're throwing out some shit about his dad, Larry. And it's just some cool shit. It was a cool storyline. He ends up fucking turning on him and he, he goes NWO because it's for life. And what, dude, what better fucking guy to pick? I mean, yep. than Mr. Perfect. You know, like a, a lot of people, if you go back and look, and yes, the NWO did get too inflated it it fucking burst at the seams from having bad creative after a certain while you know is one of the things but there were too many fucking people in the group and especially a lot of guys that didn't get used how are you going to write for that when it's like well we got stevie ray and fucking norm van leer not norton that's right folks norm van leer was there no he wasn't i'm lying to you (laughs) we had scott norton on the sideline throw him in the black and white dude you had to put him in some colors yeah, so the original idea, I mean, the original three was great, but if you were going to add more people into it, like, I, wasn't DiBiase, like, the fourth guy? Yes, like I fourth, thought it was Rick Rude. Giant was no, fifth. Rick Rude was DX, wasn't he? And then he went to NWO later. Right. Oh, um, yeah, I think DiBiase was, like, the fourth guy. I think you're right on that. And he was supposed to be the money guy. Yeah. You know, like, he was funding it all. And that, dude, I wish they would have done that. <laughs> And stuck with that as opposed to the fucking Bischoff thing. Bischoff shit. I mean, it, yeah. if you're a smart mark and you knew that back <laughs> in the day, kudos to you. Um, I think maybe I knew because I called the fucking Mean Gene hotline or some shit like that. You got to. I, I did that shit. I was guilty of calling oh, the yeah. fucking Pass the fucking potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> 9.99 a minute. Yeah. 9.99 a minute. Go on YouTube and look up mean gene and potatoes. Sorry, dude. I had to throw that in there. That's all right. That's a that's a good little uh, uh deviation from the norm of what we're trying to do. And I yeah, appreciate you know, that. Yeah, I appreciate I you and what you do, and I value your friendship. I appreciate you too. <laughs> I want to appreciate your time. And I'd like to appreciate more of Kurt Hennig's time in WCW mm-hmm. because yes. he was a part of the NWO, which is probably one of the most if not the most iconic factions next to the fucking four horsemen what up kevin i know you're out there listening i know you're a big fucking four horsemen mark that's right brother i said it um but not only so the nwo fizzles out they do their own fucking shit or whatever right and and at this time in wcw kurt had held uh i know he was a u.s champion i think maybe a couple times um that was just like the belt that they they threw on, you know, the workhorses. It was like their WCW's Intercontinental Belt. You know, you had yep. Brett carry that, Benoit, a lot, a lot of. There's a lot of great U.S. champions. Mm-hmm. Um, here's where we get a little, just a little weird. All right, so we're talking Kurt Hennig, yeah, Bobby Duncan Jr., yeah, Barry Windham. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was another guy. Who? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the yeah, West Texas Rednecks, baby. Texas yeah. Because <laughs> I hate rap. Rap. <laughs> <laughs> rap is crap. That song. He came out to that, too. 
Dude, he came out to it. I got it on CD. Uh, it's WCW the Mayhem, the music, man. You're the best, dude. You're a better man than I. That's <laughs> awesome, though. No, that that song, uh, dude, now that I hear it, now when I hear it, I'm like, that's the shit, dude. Like, when I heard it back then, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then they, they feuded with the No Limits soldiers. Yeah, Master P. Which was P, funny Master as hell. P, yeah, Master P and but the I No Limits But I thought it was soldiers. so cool back then because I... I hated that masterpiece shit. There wasn't like I did too. Anything I, I liked, did. like the rap I liked, was you know like NWA and Ice Cube, Ice, Ice T, yeah, Ice T. I like you know Coca Cola, Spice and, One, uh, yeah, yeah, Pepsi. <laughs> Ghetto Boys and all that. Yep, Tab. And then, <laughs> did you say Tab? <laughs> I did say Tab. <laughs> I'm gonna miss him. Tab anymore. I know. Sad. Oh, I'm fucking pissed. But anyways, <laughs> your I don't know what tab. the fuck you guys are talking about, but keep going. <laughs> I'll introduce you to tap soda later. No tap right. soda, but what about it? It's fucking delicious. And now it gone. Yep. Uh, oh. The West Texas Rednecks. I, I liked it because I hated that shit. I hated the master P. I hated everything about it, but I hated country at the same time. And it was just weird. I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, Kurt's a fucking, I mean, I guess, I mean, Minnesota. <laughs> Is there fucking bumpkins up there? Is there cowboys and shit? I mean, I don't know. Maybe those of you out there in Minnesota can let us know in the comments because it fucking blows my yeah. mind. Northern Wisconsin, yes. Weird. Back in 1953, they shipped out all the bumpkins. There are no more bumpkins. <laughs> yeah, to Minnesota. Yeah. Legally, I mean, they, they were the West it, Texas so Rednecks, and Kurt was a fucking Minnesota guy. Yeah, northern the northern Wisconsin uh, guys. Yeah, I can see the country and all that, but not the uh, Minnesota guys. The Minnesota There's guys, bumpkins. they're just Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota. Uh, bumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> Bodie's turning yeah. into Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota hey, bumpkins. It's a Minnesota. I live in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> ah, it gets dark early. I like it now. No, I can go to sleep in my casket. <laughs> right Somebody's going to be like, yeah, then I was listening to the Juice Pro Wrestling podcast in my Fucking car. Dude, suddenly, <laughs> dummies started imitating Count Chocula. I like Count that show. I got a box of my fucking cereal. I bet you do. You, got, you probably got Frankenberry, too. Yeah. I got that. I bet I hope so. And Booberry. I got all three. Stock up when that shit came out. You know, I like to keep it evil. Yeah. Um, especially with my breakfast. Say anyway really loud. <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyway, you fucking bags of flesh and it happens. Boners. Uh, that was pretty much really the last um who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Big run that he had in WCW was with the West Texas Redneck mm -hmm. Rednecks 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 Roughnecks Roughnecks. Isn't that a fucking XFL team? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne and Co. Um, I just read here that his last fucking uh, his last match he did in WCW, and this is kind of interesting. So his last televised match in WCW was against Wildcat Chris Harris. Wow, you guys might know from uh, TNA 
Impact Wrestling yep. fame. He was a part of America's Most Wanted on May 20th. Uh, episode WCW Worldwide, which uh, he won. Mm-hmm. He left uh, after his contract expired in 2000. So from that time after, he bounced around some indie promotions. I remember, uh, I think there was like XPW or some yeah, weird XWC. Something that I know. Something like, that was short-lived, right? Right, and I think he was a fucking champion. Uh, was he? <laughs> Why? Yeah, well, oh, this other one. So they brought up he did have this match in fucking Australia with the one and only Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's so weird. I just read that because I had just watched this match like three or four months ago. And I was like, man, how come I fucking never knew about this? <laughs> it's not bad. Rodman. I mean, Rodman actually does pretty good in the fucking match. All, all things considered, you know, Uh <laughs> It was a little fucking weird, though. I didn't see that match. I don't remember seeing that. Um, and it says he also went on to compete in uh, Puerto Rico for the World Wrestling Council, uh, where he won nice. the heavyweight championship. Uh, Very nice. And then January 8th, 2001, he returned to All Japan Pro Wrestling, team with Mike Rotunda, a.k.a. IRS, yep. a.k.a. Bray Wyatt's dad, the Fiend's sperm donor. That's right. I said it. See? And. Barry Windham, and they were defeated by George Hines, Jim Steele, and Johnny Smith. I'm not sure if huh? Jim Steele. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> George. <Yeah. laughs> I've never fucking. Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, the XWF is what it was. So it was the Excitement oh, Wrestling Federation. Gotcha. One oh two. Um, yeah, he, he, it went under due to WWF buying out more of its major talents, including Kurt Henning himself. He <laughs> feuded with Vampiro there. Uh, Hogan actually beat him on November 14th of that year. That's and this right. gets to his return yes. in the WWF. Turn to the 36 so, chambers. Sorry. So fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, for Mr. Perfect, dude. And this is after the buyout and all that shit. And I was waiting. It's like, man, why can't we get perfect back? Like, that would be the shit. Think he could, he still look good, dude. At this time, he's in his, I think, in his 40s or whatever, but could still go, still look fucking great, put on uh, great fucking matches. And I think, uh, what was it, Royal Rumble? He showed up. He was like one yes, of the last yes. three guys. And that music hits, and you're just like, oh, dude, I remember that. And you hear the voice, dude, the legendary voice. Uh, Mr. Perfect. I can't fucking do it. You know, the Fink, I can't fucking do his voice. I always well, tried close. to imitate it since I was a little kid, but it was just great. Put that thumb up your ass, Threaten. Turn upside down, sit and spin. Way ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> I just took it, it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, so there was some. He got fired. He didn't stay very long. I mean, he was he was out the same year he got hired. Um, and there's this famous incident that happened. They call the plane ride from hell, where he yep. fucking supposedly beat up Brock Lesnar. On yeah, the fucking airplane. The plane. I mean, they were all fucking drinking and wrestling each other and shit. Uh, and Kurt fucking wrapped up Brock, dude. And this is a pre-next big thing Brock, you know? Like, right. And I, Kurt's one of those guys, too, that you got to think, like, man, yeah, no wrestling is what it is, but, dude, he was such an athlete and such, like, a strong motherfucker. Like, I wouldn't dare, you know, try to start some shit with this guy. And I guess Brock had to learn the fucking hard way. And I remember <laughs> like afterwards, like he jumped to TNA wrestling, which is where he ended when have like his last match ever. Um, 
he, he cut a promo saying they're like, I'm the guy that, you know, beat up Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool back in the day. Like, and that's, that shit's on YouTube too. So you guys can check that out. Um, but yeah, he did the Indies after that. Uh, and pretty much, um, like I said, from 2002 to 2003, he was uh, in TNA Wrestling, which is now Impact. Uh, if you have the Impact Plus app, they have all that shit there, and you can check that out if you can't find it on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he he went on to, I mean, he feuded with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I, rem- I do remember that. It says here. Uh, hey, what's that microphone there by your mouth for? <laughs> for what sucking into <laughs> for hey, sucking and seeing maybe me, i need a fucking hey, dave lapel mic let me just talk way over here and another thing <laughs> i did the other day was uh, uh justin we love you yeah you get you know, a second wwf I run was uh i loved oh there they go papers Dude, i love there's a uh, second run and then uh yeah, the infamous plane ride from hell. But he had a great uh, program with Rob Van Dam the second time through. Wait, I'm back. Awesome. Yeah, he did have hell a great up. program with Rob Van Dam, and then he fucking lost. Yeah, I know. He fucking lost. Right? We got to scoot over for the Young Blood. <laughs> got to put young on the Young Blood. blood. You got that Bruce Willis album too? Return yep. of Bruno. Of course you. Do. Of course I do. Come on, I got Eddie Murphy's album. Of course I'm gonna have Bruce's. I got that shit on vinyl. There's only uh, one. I bet piece. you. Do. How's how's that, that Eddie Murphy song go, guys? My girl, like <laughs> do party all the time. Party on the time. on the time. She lets her legs out. She likes. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> My girl likes to. Hell yeah. I love that song. Oh yeah. Our listenership just tripled. I know. Doctor <laughs> Doctor yeah. Love too. Because we know more than just wrestling, you silly kids. We know stuff. Wills and we also know Eddie Murphy songs. Somebody farted. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, was that real? Yeah. And they're all Did you hear that? As real as I want it to be as I open this uh, Zombie sound, of, sound effect. So his last televised match was yes. in fucking TNA, which they have. It's kind of weird. You know, they got a lot of guys at the end of their career and uh, they had Macho Man's last ever match in professional wrestling. Um, I want to no, the Road Warriors. I, I think they came back when they wrestled. Who was it? Bischoff brought them out to wrestle uh, RVD and Kane. I think it was. Weren't they a tag team for a hot second? Yeah, RVD and Kane were a tag team for a little. Yeah, bit. and I think they wrestled the Road Warriors. Um, but I know, like, you know, they had like a one brief little stint before Hawk fucking passed. Uh, yeah. So just a lot of shit. I mean, you know, like I said, I wasn't gonna go too much into detail. I mainly wanted to just share what I fucking know because this shit, this shit right here, the fucking notes. I know you people listening can't fucking see it. I fucking hate that. You know. I just like to pull from like my talking. goddamn memory. And if I can't remember, well, then y'all can just get fucked and look it up. But that's the thing. Uh, I there There is this thing I wanted to do with you guys. And, and real quick, we're going to go around here. Um, do it. He ended he ended on a, a, a sour note, if you will, with the WWF, which is where he's most famous from competing. You know, did they make him? You might say yes. You might say no. Um he, he did do some shit in other uh, promotions such as, you know, we just listed fucking WCW and then later TNA. But 
after his unfortunate passing. Okay. Um, he's inducted into the hall of fame, like I said, in 2007, uh, by Wade fucking Boggs, which is pretty awesome. Um, definitely his son. Yeah. Actually two of his sons. Uh, he had two sons, right? Yeah. Two sons, two daughters, two sons, one cup. Um, I know <laughs> Joe Hennig wrestled as a uh, Curtis Axel, um, until he got the fucking axe. You want me to piss in that cup? Want me to fill that cup? Give you a little sample. Tell yes, please. Uh, two of them. Now you're asking for a little bit yeah. much. And don't flush either. Just leave, leave the toilet alone. I won't flush if you don't spit. Nah, I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as the dust settles. But I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> um, dream match stop. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're we're picking Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, whatever you want to fucking call him, the West Texas redneck, whatever you know him from. I'm going to start with one and, and I'll go around with you guys. Who do you think that if he was alive and well today, or even just in his prime would be an awesome dream match with fucking Mr. Perfect. I'll start it off first. And actually I'm going to, I can't give credit for this one, but uh, I'm sure I would have thought of it anyway, because I'm the fucking juice and that's what I do, but I'll give a shout out to our boy. Once again, Jeremy, the ref for this one, Mr. Perfect versus Kurt Angle would be oh my god yes hell of a fucking match yes yes it would it's like mr perfect versus like mr perfect <laughs> i like that because he's mr per he's the mr perfect 2.0 um right. there's so- two answers i was gonna no, say no, shut the fuck up sir you cock. <laughs> there's so many uh that's it i can't take it anymore there's so many Still amazing talking. wrestlers out there it's hard to pinpoint, but one match I would love to see if Perfect was in his prime against uh, Daniel Bryan. I think that'd be great too. I, I like I said, like and Perfect was a he was kind of he wasn't a vanilla midget as as Vince likes no. to call him. I mean, he was a, he was a pretty big dude, man, um, mm-hmm. and super athletic, and the guy could just put on a hell of a fucking show. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw you out a couple more here real quick. I uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh God, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, Mr. Perfect. That'd be a hell of a match. Um, yeah, I would. MJF. Yeah, MJF. I mean, that's the kind of shit that writes itself, you know. Kushida. There you go. There you go, Shida. Gar- girl, Gargano, Shida? Johnny Gargano, and Mr. Perfect would be awesome. Sren's over there thinking you're talking about what's her nuts, the women's champion from AEW. <laughs> My girl, Shida. <laughs> No, Kushida. You was dumb. splitters, you piece of shoe. You dumb bastard. My answer, my answer is the best. Yep. I would Perfect. say Mance Warner. Oh, look at you. I, I mean, he could do it. He could do it all. Dude, whether it was Perfect. Moxley, can you imagine or, him, and, him and Moxley? Yeah, my, any, some, any, like, any like dude that kind of has dirty matches versus Mr. Perfect would yeah. be perfect. <laughs> it would be it very much fucking would be or the um, angle thing where they would filthy do tom for filthy tom yeah filthy tom do filthy, filthy tom lawler and mr perfect oh Dude, yeah. there's god i'm trying to think of some more here i mean there's they're really <laughs> it'll, it'll there's all like a me. ton of them because mr perfect made everyone he wrestled with look really good he sold his ass off for bret hart and then he called that one spot on the fly like you were saying earlier well i was like, gonna say also it would be cool to like if if because i don't know the history i know there's clips of him like saving there's a one particular clip of him saving chris jericho from like landing on his neck trying to do yeah a i've seen that yeah but 
and I don't know the history, but it would have been cool given their both of their personalities and how they they actually have very similar like speech patterns, if that makes any sense. Chris Jericho and Mr. Perfect. It would have been cool to have an extensive rivalry between the two of them. Like something big and bad. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a little bit of an age difference. Well, quite a bit of an age difference. Like 10 years well, or something. Well, if age right? or nothing, if if, but it's if still that didn't cool. factor in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, hard yeah. to call that shit. Yeah. I mean, it, you know. That's why the question is fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. it, it's a fun thing. You know, it's like, is it LeBron or Jordan? Well, obviously, it's always going to be Jordan. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, there's no, it's not even an argument. I, I just, I, I, I think it would be cool. So, you know. For everybody that is not familiar with Mr. Perfect, a.k.a. Kurt Henning, go on YouTube. Go down that fucking wormhole. Check him out because he is he's one of those characters that is worth checking out. If you're, you're a younger person out there listening or watching this show, um, there's a fucking reason why I picked him. You know, it's not just like, well, he's some fucking yokel or whatever. It's like his impact on the fucking sport of professional wrestling is uber fucking profound you know Mm -hmm. um going back all the way you know to his start in the lineage with his dad larry the axe which just adds so much more to it and then his son curtis axel who actually won the intercontinental strap on father's day like and then they're the only two from what i know they're only father-son combination ever do that to win the intercontinental yep. belt so that that's another cool thing um you know he's been in plenty of fucking video games there's mm, plenty yeah. of action figures made of yep. him i i got him i got him. i got a mattel <laughs> one in this fucking tub sitting over here by me of 300 fucking i got a couple of them oh yeah dude uh he's just one of those guys man that that character everything i love it and mm-hmm. i've you know, some of that cockiness I've incorporated in the, like my own personal life and like what I do and shit, like just because it's dude, dude was too fucking cool for school, oh, man. The original it was for me personally in my wrestling fandom. Mr. Perfect was one of the main guys that made me believe in the sport more. Like when yeah. I watched that, I believed what I was watching was all legit and above. Like I like I thought it was real. I thought everything was real. And Mr. Perfect right. was one of those guys, you know. <laughs> It yeah, was because doubt, of the man, way uh, he acted and performed. And, and kudos and, to him you know, for that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you on that. And uh, drill quick, there's a quote I want to share uh, from Hulk Hogan, what he said about Mr. Perfect. He said, everybody would check their egos at the door when they came to a building that Kurt Henning was in because you couldn't outwork him, you couldn't outshine him, and you couldn't outperform him. He was the best of the best. Word for word, that is the truest statement about Mr. That's coming from the fucking Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't care what he said or done in the past and all that bullshit. I mean, let's face it. Hogan is the Babe Ruth of pro wrestling. And for something like that to come down, I mean, dude, come on. But everybody knew that. Oh, yeah. You talked to any of the boys like, dude, Kurt was he's up there. That's why I say like, you know, like a match with like Guerrero, who was very, very similar, albeit and a lot of dude, a lot of things, anything to win, you know, the fucking these underhand tactics and heel or face. They were fucking great. You're both entertaining, super athletic, like shit like that, dude. But he I I'd hate to use the term commanded respect because I don't know. I never knew him personally, and I, I wouldn't say that he commanded it, but I, I would use that term because of his work ethic and what he did 
that commanded fucking respect and it and it very much got it you know like it's it sucks it's a fucking goddamn shame and you know we go down these lists and it's it's fucking dude i watch so much like old school wrestling and shit and uh you know i try to fucking get the wheels turning and remembering shit again so i can come up with shit for the show but uh and i'm watching a lot of times fucking sad man because the six or seven people that are on the screen, maybe one of them's still alive, you know, and, and these guys weren't that old, you know, and that's kind of getting back to what I was saying uh, earlier in the episode about, you know, the drug problems, you know, whether it's fucking cocaine or party muscle relaxers, all that shit. Steroids. Just, steroids. Combination just, of all. I wish. That's you why know, I think one of the things that, out there now that are all super sensitive to all this shit and we need to help and do all this. I wish you would have fucking been there back then, mm-hmm. you know, to help these guys out and really give them the help they need. Like, you know, WWF's fucking drug policy and all that was non fucking existent. And it's it's just a shame. You know, hindsight's 2020. You can't go back and do anything about it. But when you sit here and you got to talk like in past tense for a talent that was this fucking great. It's a goddamn shame, man, because Mr. Perfect is, dude, he was fucking, he was perfect. He was perfect. And I, I will always, I know it was very short, but when he came back in 02 or 03, whatever it was with WWF, like I said, the rumble, I I lost my shit. I I was like, (laughs) awesome. That's where he needed to go. You know, where maybe he needed to end and, just think of the wealth of knowledge that this guy could have been. Oh, you yeah. know, if he was there now training the kids down at fucking NXT. <sighs> NXT coach? Oh, Jesus. You know, and you're learning from a guy like that. Dude, his psychology was great. His in-ring work was great. His just work ethic was fucking awesome. I always wanted to be the fucking best. And like I said, there's mm-hmm. all this all this legend and lore around him about shit that he did that's very much akin to Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, about some of the athletic shit that, you know, if they were just shooting hoops or hitting baseballs or doing whatever, you know, outside of an event, people like, God damn, you hear what fucking Kurt did like on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, Jesus. Showed the fucking nine iron up Alice Cooper's ass. Whoa. I <laughs> know he didn't do that. Or do you need? I don't know. Feed my. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'm drinking a three Floyd zombie dust. I fucking love Mr. Perfect. I hope you guys do too. I'm about to take a fucking swig for that gentleman because he's the best. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's fucking tasty. It's good stuff. So moving on real quick before we end here. Yes. I have something I want to tell you guys. Yes. What? So you guys have heard the new single. Huh? The new single out, right? For what band? The essay for one? handsome prick for sexual atrocities. <laughs> Do you, sexual atrocities got some new shit too. We have a ton of new shit. We just haven't recorded it yet. <laughs> motherfucker, this guy hey, doesn't. You count. Can't rush perfection, yeah, bastard. <laughs> I guess not. Just ask. <laughs> so there's Kurt. a band, and it's called Handsome Prick. Yep, that's what I've heard. I've heard of yes. this band. What? So anyways, January 29th, we have our new album coming out, Plastic Baby Living Facility. Yes. And now, if you guys go to Handsome Prick bigcartel.com you can pre-order the fucking vinyl we have three new shirt designs um i want one <laughs> the plan b from outer space which is fucking absolutely killer you awesome. guys check it I out i love that artwork <laughs> it's fucking great isn't so it so good um so we good. have bruised uterus purple vinyl which i think everybody you know all you metal fans will really dig but they're super limited hand number copies 250 
handsomeprick.bigcartel.com. Uh, hit handsome prick up on social media. All the links yep. are there. Guys, get your fucking vinyl before it goes because that shit is going quick. I no. had to throw that in there. No. I'll take three no. each. <laughs> I'm gonna take some shirts. I'm gonna get that CD. I might get a vinyl. I don't have a I don't have a record player, but I kind of want a vinyl. And I well, unfortunately, the only way you can get the CDs if you buy the vinyl, but it's it's totally worth having. You can oh, yeah, of course on eBay later. You know, yeah. just give it to or me. I know you. <laughs> buy, the, buy the vinyl and give it to me. I'm a cheap ass. <laughs> give Sret the vinyl. I'll take the CD. Right. But you guys, the, prick, the new prick stuff. Because it is super fucking limited. Yes. And the once new, they're gone, they gone. The new prick is the one song that I heard. It's fucking amazing, dude. You guys knocked it out of the park. I can't wait to hear the rest of it, dude. Total He's talking about Bad Placenta, our new yep, That's what it was, Bad Placenta. I could <laughs> not remember the name of it. I'm like, dude, I just know that it fucking kicks ass. Hell yeah, you guys it did it right. Rolled. It Can't rolled. wait. Well, I'd like point no uh, guest vocals. What's up, man? You hit your boy up, dude. <laughs> I'd, I'd like. I'd like to say I don't uh, make the rules. I just break them, brother. <laughs> in in conclusion to the episode, and you guys might have some uh, concluding thoughts. I would like to say that I'm excited because both of you are coming out with new mu- music. So when this whole pandemic clears out. You know, next summer, tail end of next summer into next fall and and winter. Yep, those concert. Those concerts that we wanted to throw and those events that we wanted to create, I mean, it's going to be all new music and it's going to be fun as hell. So it'll be exciting to sit and hibernate and wait and oil and lotion until, you know, we could have a good fucking time together. Yeah, let's get rubbed red and raw with each other. Listen to some heavy metal, you know, because we're all about pro wrestling here, but we're so much more. You just got to give us a chance. Oh, and get down with our fucking silliness, our fucking yep. heavy metalness, yeah. and our, all of our otherness. Our gaming. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that fucking, is that crimson Xbox dude, controller? Check that shit out, dude. Look at that dope ass shit. That's like poop red. Hell yeah, it is. It looks like what came out of Chris Montez. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call it the Montez. Yeah, Montez <laughs> was actually over at my house. Um, Real quick, too, before we end here, uh, did you guys watch Tyson? No. I saw highlights. I didn't watch it. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. I was. I was interested in it, but I wasn't interested enough to actually watch it live. Well, uh, let's just say I didn't pay for it. You know, of course well, not. I would, yeah. <laughs> Fuck no! You I know I'm all out of control, but right. I ain't gonna fucking pay for that janky ass shit. Um, I mean, it was a work. They worked everybody. You know, oh, we yeah, thought. Of course, I was. Money. I was guilty money of grab. believing I'd see a knockout. There was yeah, never sure. gonna be a knockout. It was they always were, gonna go to distance. They weren't allowed. No. Um, but, but I'll tell you what, out. I watched Nate Robinson get knocked Knock the, the fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, the memes. That's what I was dude, waiting he for. He dropped memes. like a corpse, man. I know. I thought he was fucking dead, you know. <laughs> and they should have just picked him up by those fucking they just left him in there. braids he had on his fucking hair. I don't know what what the hell, dude. There's got to be some better form of dreadlock or something because he looked like he just said shit. Fucking just like the, fucking- <laughs> like the old Coolio, like the old Coolio, it's just like sticking everywhere. Coolio, yeah, but Coolio's looked way doper, man. Like he looked cool. <laughs> like his just looked like some fat turds. I don't know if maybe it's the start. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be fucking offensive or anything, but it's just like, come on, Nate, you played for the Bulls, man. Show a little bit of class. Right. Have a better haircut. God damn it. The fucking memes were kid worth it. from Kid and Play had a better haircut than that. Oh, that high top fade was clean. Fuck yeah, dude. My bald ass, you best believe if I could do that, I'd be growing one right now. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> Ain't nobody. Like that. There you go. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Huh. Marty. 
Marty, we got to get to the clock tower, Marty. Marty, it's your kids, Marty. <laughs> uh, Sren, uh, yes. for those of you listening in uh, podcast land, Sren just whipped his fucking skull cap off. Dude, I love to it. Unveil the huge Serbian afro that I kind of want to caress. I like it, dude. I kind of want to comb it up. It's not upwards. soft. I wish somebody had combed that fucking thing. Jesus, not me. No, leave it as is, but let's like brush it upwards. Oh, he's got to. He's got to hide that fucking Friar Tuck bald spot. I like Sren. There's like three of them. (laughs) He's a good looking dude. I got three Friar Tucks on my head. Very good looking. (laughs) Friar. No one gives a Friar fuck. Friar fuck. Oh, yeah. Friar fucks. F U C H S. You say Friar Tuck. I got your Friar fuck. The cool thing, though, (laughs) real quick, I I know you guys, so you guys didn't watch the fight. Dude, no. they had it was a fucking weed fest 2000. Oh, yeah, of course. Every artist they had play in between fights and shit was coming out and just Snoop smoking, was commentating for Chris. Like, smoking, fuck. It was sponsored by some weed fucking <laughs> That's thing or whatever. Awesome which, shit, dude. Hey, it's fucking cool, man. It's yeah, 2020. Like, I it, I think it's fucking awesome. But there was Tyson some really smoke. bad shit, right? And then all of a sudden, Snoop comes out, dude. He's wearing this baller ass chalk line, fucking doggy style jacket. And then, dude, they kick right in like gin and juice. And, Dude, he, uncensored Snoop is fucking killing. It. He's fucking smoking a blunt while yeah. he's doing it, getting the boxing ring and shit. Yeah, he came out and said he smoked before the fight, before the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get a little level headed. Yeah, uh, I mean that shit was dope. Snoop's performance was dope. I think he did commentary on the Nate Robinson with Morrow. Like, Wasn't Morrow? Morrow was on there, and I didn't know until I heard him, and I was like, "That's fucking <laughs> Morrow Ronaldo, dude." Yeah. It's like, "Mamma mia!" Yeah. <laughs> Hot off the presses like a blunt, <laughs> dude. He's he's fucking great. Morrow is great. I I was glad to see him doing that. But overall, that was a a booty ass fucking show. I was out in the garage <laughs> most of the time. I think I stopped booty. watching the Tyson fight uh, in the fourth round. No, really? It's kind of kind of like stop watching the beer game and uh, into the first quarter. Oh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> let's it, not talk about that. Give it it's a last, different kind of doo doo. Few minutes yeah, of the dude. <laughs> right before half, off before half, I was like, nope. I was like, I already know where this is going. Yeah, it's going straight to hell. Like yeah. all of us are. If we, don't I predicted forty-eight to six. Right now. So, with that being said, <laughs> hey, everybody, please follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're there. Interact with us. Leave us a fucking voicemail. I've been putting up some yeah. fucking cool graphics. Utilize it. 1-872-267-4199. It ain't $9.99 a minute. It's absolutely free. It's free. If you thought this episode or any of the other ones sucked or you thought they're the fucking God's gift to fucking mankind. Perfect. No, just let us know. Or if you want to try to weasel your way on to a show, to hit us show. up. Let us Pretty know. one 4199 <laughs> Koji Pops or whatever fuck Bodie just said. <laughs> so we, we'll call it a, we'll call it cheap pops. You wanna <laughs> you wanna get a <laughs> shout on a show? Call the hotline. We'll give you a cheap pop. <laughs> and some cheap heat, you know. Yeah. But seriously, guys, thank you all for tuning in as you always do. We love the fucking faithful. Please interact on social media. Uh, JP Wu, Juice Pro Wrestling Universe, is a killer group we got going on Facebook uh, where you could you could just be a wrestling fan and share anything that you fucking like that pertains to professional wrestling. We got mm-hmm. a lot of fucking cool people in there. Uh, one of our latest fucking members is Gene Snitsky. Remember him? He was on the fucking show, too. Yeah, he likes to share some shit, too. So got it. <clears throat> you guys are going to fucking tear me apart from the inside, and that's not cool. Wet him up. I think it's cool. Wet him up. (laughs) (laughs) It is cool. 
But anyways, until next time, thank you for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe and share people. Please share. Sren's been looking for some sort of feedback sure. for a long fucking time. You know, we ain't your average show. No, we, we, we try to give you a little mo. But on that note, we gots to go. Wet em up. 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 I'm so fucking sexy. And I'm hard for you, the listener. Perfect. Hey, Brad Vandersee, my hair is cooler than yours. Oh, oh, <laughs> leave it. You going to do sex to me? Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. 